Welcome to Tony Sabor Museum, the podcast. Uh, today we are going to be looking at a book that I uh, wrote uh, a while back, about two or three months ago, and it's called The Cause and Representation of the South During the American Civil War, Clarifying False Narratives About the South During the Civil War. And sorry for that noise, that is my alarm going off on my phone. Anyway, uh, if you've uh, been to my website, I have a free preview of this book, and it's the entire chapter for free that you can click on. And the reason I'm making this podcast episode is for those of you who uh, are not able to get to the website or just haven't found time to get to the website, I am putting this free preview as an audio out here on the podcast. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and read chapter one uh, of my book, uh, which is the free preview, which after you uh, hear me uh, read it, uh, you, if you if you're interested, you can go onto the website, onto my website, which I'll drop that in the podcast notes below, and you can go click on that, and it'll take you directly to where the book is for sale. All right, chapter one is called the Confederate flag. It says the Confederate flag was created in 1861 at the beginning of the American Civil War. The flags were created mostly by Southern civilians, mainly the women folk, and then presented to the individual units. Most of the flags were approximately six feet long and were made out of cotton. The Confederate flag is a representation of good for some and a representation of evil for others. Many reasons for this depiction of the Confederate flag varies, especially whether or not you completely understand what the flag represented and all the causes behind the flag, as well as the institutions and government behind it. In this book, I hope to clarify most of the false narratives and accusations that people make towards the Confederacy and the Confederate flag. Most of these people have either bought the popular but false propaganda that is in 99% of the history books in the United States, and this popular propaganda is, quote, Confederate... The Confederacy as a whole stood for the institution of slavery. All the South owned slaves. The entire South was racist. The Confederacy as a whole seceded because the North did not support the institution of slavery. Sounds familiar, right? This is what I learned when I was in the public schools as a first grader to a third grader. I currently have a public school textbook from the school that I attended to for three school years, and I quote from the textbook, which is a Scots Foreman Social Studies Building a Nation textbook, regarding the South and slavery. I quote, The rural South depended on farming and slavery, unquote. Now, what is wrong with this statement? Well, this statement, like many others, leaves the student or the reader with many assumptions to make and not with exact fact. First, the statement says that, quote, the South depended on farming and slavery, unquote. They don't tell you how many depended on farming and how many depended on slavery. So, it leaves the student or the reader with a question to answer themselves, and sadly enough, there is more false information on the internet, which is where 95% of school students go to for information, than true information and facts. Now, let me answer that question for you. The main answer in this statement that people want to know is, quote, how many Southerners depended and or owned slaves, end quote. 15 to 25%. 15% of the entire South owned slaves. There was a total of population of 5.5 million people living in the South, excluding slaves, so anywhere from 15 to 25%. So 15% of 5.5 million is 825,000 people that owned slaves. Now, do not get me wrong. Slavery is evil, slavery is wrong, and slavery is against God 100%. I'm just saying the facts that are hidden from you, hidden from your school students, and hidden from the public. Another fact that you will not hear or read almost anywhere is that the North, from the end of the American Revolution, 1783, to about 30 years prior to the American Civil War, owned slaves. Some of our founding fathers owned slaves. Some government officials owned slaves. The majority of the North owned slaves before the South began to. This is one of the reasons of the South succeeding in 1860-1861, which I will explain in a later chapter. Now, that is chapter one of uh, my book, The Cause of Representation of the South During the American Civil War. 
kind of, I kind of leave you on a little cliffhanger there, saying this is one of the reasons of the South seceding in 1860, 1861, which I'll explain in a later chapter, and you will have to find out uh, how I explained that in uh, the rest of my books. So you'll have to pick up the book for yourself, uh, hardcover. Uh, let's see, how many pages is this? Uh, I think it's like 36 pages, actually. Yeah, something like that, 36 pages. Yeah, 36 pages, uh, hardback, and I mean, it's a good read, obviously, but that's obviously me saying that. Um, but if you think, man, this thing had plenty of information, has plenty of information in it, not only the chapter one have it, but I mean, the other chapters talks about uh, how to pass the truth along, how to uh, preserve our uh, Civil War monuments being taken down, how to uh, help preserve and care for battlefields, uh, certain uh, interesting facts like uh, facts that uh, PBS's documentary, the, the Civil War, you know, Ken Burns, the Civil War documentary gets wrong. Uh, and so very interesting topics to be discussed and to be read in this book. I hope you pick it up for yourself. Once again, I'm leaving that link in the description box below in this podcast notes. I'm sorry for that. That is my, uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but that is my uh, alert on my phone. Once again, uh, sorry for that. And, uh, but yeah, I hope, hopefully you pick it up. Uh, if you like what you hear, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Tony Savoy Museum on YouTube. It'll pop up first thing right there. Just click subscribe. Uh, as well, follow, give us a follow on, uh, on Instagram, uh, Tony's at Tony Savoy Museum. Lots of content to be posted out there on Instagram. As well as if you're not signed up for our email updates, you should definitely do so. Go to our website, which I'll drop that once again in the podcast notes below. You you just go to the website, wait for, wait for a, uh, a big subscription screen to pop up. That's all you have to do. Just click the link, wait till it fully loads, and a subscription uh, page will pop up automatically. Just fill in your email. It's free. Hit submit, and then all I, all you will uh, what you'll get is every month an email from the museum about new videos coming out, new podcast episodes, uh, and some new uh, products and anything else. If we're, if I'm going to a reenactment, which of course uh, reenactment season is upon us, it's going to be in March is like when it mainly starts. Uh, so we have a reenactment coming up in April, which I will be excited to announce uh, that reenactment over a podcast because it's very special. This battlefield only does a reenactment. Uh, like once every 10 years. So it's going to be a very exciting reenactment. I'm going to hopefully going to get there and, uh, and see if I can hopefully get there and, uh, watch the reenactment as a spectator. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Tony Civil War Museum, the podcast. I'm Tony Lena, uh, head of Tony's Civil War Museum. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.